welcome to First World Solutions, a problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. That was a very kind of, I don't know, suave intro from you. There was a yeah. lot of leaning onto I'm the end. on my own cigar smoke. <laughs> Have you become like a 55-year-old cool dad? The I... sound of jazz. Yeah. I am the sound of jazz. <laughs> welcome, everybody. My voice is akin to a clarinet solo. What's the jazziest instrument? I mean, uh, the saxophone. Sax- no, the sax. I was about to say the saxophone is too mainstream. It's too mainstream. Kenny G ruined that for everyone. Yeah, the saxophone is what people who don't listen to jazz says. Oh, that's the jazz thing. Yeah, it's it's there is the jazz thing though. Yeah. Is my I, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's say a jazz thing. I'm gonna say vibraphone. No, because vibraphone is like cinematic or like orchestral. Like I I think something that is jazz can only be present within jazz. So okay. my vote would be on the big-ass double bass, but only being played fingerstyle. See, I would go the other way and say an instrument that embodies jazz would be the only instrument that can do jazz on its own, which I think is the piano. Oh, well, you don't, you scat, don't, scat, scat, scat. Or scat, scat is jazz. No, you don't have a bar, a high-class bar, where there's just a man <laughs> in the corner scatting. You do now. I would go to that bar just like in the background, just like, this place is really lovely. Oh, this is really nice. He just has to like work it into it. Like, skippity baba, thank you. As you like drop a penny into his box. Into his box, yes. His jazz box. Would he be standing or would he be sitting on a piano stool? I think a stool on a stage. No, no, he's sat. As if he's about to play the grand piano. Okay. <laughs> but the lid is closed. So it's a scat remix of 433, basically. Yeah, but that's the thing. 433 is good. 434 is better because it's 433, but with scat singing all the way over the top. That's no, why. just scat singing for the last second. <laughs> <laughs> just what John Williams wanted. It's basically 433, but with resolution at the end. That wasn't John Williams, was it? John no. Williams is the Star Wars man. <laughs> it was, I know. And that's all you get because otherwise John Williams is going to come and kick me. Philip Glass. John Cage. John Cage. John Cage. Nicholas. Because it wasn't Williams against the machine. (laughs) What did it was? So are you agreed then? Are we agreed that scat singing is is the most jazz? I'm not agreeing that, but I am agreeing that having a scat man in a bar would be fun. Yeah. What do we call this bar? Scat. Cool cats. School cats. School cats. <laughs> yeah. School. Welcome to school cats. It's only open from the hours of eight till three in yeah. the day. Eight till three, Monday to Friday. Yeah. There's a lot of people. There's there's enough of a niche market. I think that would work for school cats. School cats. Cool cats. The home of cool cats. I'm just gonna drop the kids off at school and head on down to school cats. Yeah. Yeah. Pat for a nice drink and to be yelled at by a strange man. I'm gonna drop my cats off at school, go to school cats, where I can listen to cool scats being sung by a cool cat. Yeah. That's the advert. <clears throat> That's the whole advert. We're going to dive in and do what we actually do, which is solve up problems for people on that there internet. Little ones, first world ones. Tom, can you give us an example? I can. This comes from Pettyfruit08 on Reddit. Thank you very much, Pettyfruit, who says Every day I come into work and there's warm pie to be eaten. I'm sick of it. I just lost 25 pounds. What's interesting is not the, the fact that there's pie, it's that it's, it's always warm. So it's not hot pie, so it's not fresh out the oven. So that discounts, uh, that discounts that they work at a bakery or anything else yeah. like that. Mm. 
It's just warm pie, which yeah. isn't which is far nicer, I think, as a kind of like it's easiest to just go, oh, I'll just have a little bit of that. You can't eat hot pie. You can't no. eat hot pie right away because you burn the inside of your mouth, you idiot. And then you can't eat anything because it all just tastes like burnt nothing. So mm. warm pie is the best pie. I'm glad we figured out pie rankings. Now we've we, now we've, now we've sorted out the pie rankings. Now we know we're working at top tier pie. Yeah, top tier pie. So obviously you're going to have some if it's just right there. So what I reckon, you know, windowsill pies, you know, people mm. bake the pie and they leave it on the windowsill to cool. And, and then, then some s- gremlin steals someone it. Someone comes and steals it. This is the HQ for all the pie gremlins that this lady works at. And every day there's a fresh warm pie. So this Not- is where the pies are going. This is where the pies... This is where they end up. This is where all good pies end up. You know, like how all, all old pets end up on a farm. All hot pies <laughs> end up in this... This in, this, in this office where this woman has worked so hard to lose, to lose, to lose all that weight and good on her. That's amazing. That, that does put the tweet in more context because she says she's sick of it. And people don't tend to be sick of free food, but they no. do get sick of their jobs. Exactly. Mm. She's so sick of it because she does want to eat it. But also, fuck me, it's so boring. Another pie. It's oh a my reminder God. of her nine o'clock appointment. Yeah, she, she's negatively associating because pie is not a treat. Pie is work. Pie is business. What she wouldn't give for a, just a... Uh, just a dry piece of bread. What's oh, the some gruel? Some oh god, uh, my kingdom for some gruel. <laughs> Pie is business, gruel is joy. Yeah, mm. the way that it's a, it's a sad realization when you come to that, but it would be rude to throw it away. I think is the main problem. So what can our fix be? Either we have to make that pie feels so unappetizing that you don't want to even remotely touch it to keep that mm. weight off, or find a way to block out anything that would even register the pie as existing. So you're, you're thinking of some pie blinders. I was thinking maybe pie blinders. Okay. Pinders. Pinders. Uh, pinder. Well, you get the E in there. Pender. Pinders? Pinder. Paella. 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 So we hire someone called Ella <laughs> to obfuscate the pie. Okay, so every time there's a pie in the room, if you're about to walk in there, Ella will suddenly pop up. Yeah. And just... And offer you some rice. <laughs> just pop up and immediately say, you want some porridge? Yeah. Here's a wheat cracker. Because sometimes you see something sweet and delicious and you're like, I could go for that, but you're not hungry. No, it's if just because it looks good. If you're offered something bland by Paella, then you get to have that check on whether you're actually hungry or not. That's true. That triggers the response of, do I want, do I want cheese and crackers? No, I've already had lunch. Yeah. So why would I want pie? So why would I want pie? And, and that's, now I'm okay. There you go. That's actually a, a genius idea. I hadn't thought about that. Hmm. So we just need to find enough money in the budget to hire Ella. Whose sole job is... I mean, we still haven't established what the nature of this lady's job is. Is her job to catalogue the pies? Is her job just to, like, check them in? Or... I think I think she... Ha- I think she's, like, a logistics officer. She's admin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she, like, has meetings about which pies will be stolen next. Yeah, so... Which is bad, because then she has build-up. Mm-hmm. She's, like, been casing the pie. It's not a surprise when no. it turns up. It's, like, an eventuality. It's like, okay, here it is again, 9am, another pie on my desk. But the thing is, she's been thinking about that, like, sweet cherry pie all week. Mm. She, she's been maintaining the folder on it. Because that's the thing, if it's a week worth of apple and cinnamon, apple and cinnamon, apple and cinnamon, lemon curd, that's a weird one to put in a pie. I'm kind of <laughs> interested by that one. And that then it turns up and on. she goes, oof, a warm lemon curd pie. <laughs> 
I want to try it because <laughs> obviously it's, it's easier to block out the, oh, another apple pie, come on, give me something that's challenging to resist. But as soon as that lemon curd pie comes in, what's the texture going to be like on that? Why do I want lemon curd pie now? I don't know. Because that doesn't sound appealing. And yet my stomach made so many weird noises during that. Yeah, right. It's And so yeah, that's when you need paella. I don't think mm. she needs to be there. She can be on like an ad hoc basis, I think. She doesn't need to be present for... <laughs> she's consultant. Yeah, she's a, she's, she's a freelance pie distractor. She's a consultant? Salt, sultana? Consultanas? Consultanas? If they want to. <laughs> Depends on the day. So you can have this person that only comes in and works it out as needed because they'll have, if there's enough of an operation where they can tell when the pie is coming in, what's mm. coming in, then they can work out, okay, look, there's a particularly interesting pie coming in on Thursday. We'll just need you to pop in for a couple of hours just to make sure. <laughs> just to hand out those kind of, uh, the, the beef jerky. Like the, pe- like the people you get at train stations giving out free samples of like energy drinks or like right. yogurts or something else like that. But that's to try and sell the yogurt. Her, her, her MO is specifically to not sell pie. It's a kind, there's a lot of double negatives and backwards and forwards here, but I think in the end... It's just a gut check. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It would be like having someone go, are you hungry? But asking somebody that 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 bluntly, they'll go on the defensive and just go, yes, actually, I I'll have, have double pie. It's like, um, <clears throat> it's like your eyes are bigger than your stomach. It's like, no, that pie is bigger than your stomach. Don't eat it. <laughs> that pie physically is three times the size of your stomach. Why yeah. would you do this? It's a huge pie. We took such a big pie. And you don't even want this little cracker. I've got some Arborio rice. You don't, you're not keen. So why, why are you on the rice all the time? Because why? she's called paella, my dude. <laughs> why won't you eat my dry grains? <laughs> she's there to just make sure that you know what you're getting into and that you know not to be swayed by such succulent treats as lemon curd pie. Mm, delicious. God, Never bake for me again. No. Well, you're going to hate what's going to come out of the oven at the end of this. <laughs> no. It's a whole lemon curd pie and paella's not here to save you. Sorry, Joel's just going to hand me some dry rice. That'll be fine. It has to be dry. <laughs> dry, uncooked rice. Otherwise Are you hungry? <laughs> just, yeah, not for that. You've done your job terribly, paella. <laughs> You'll probably be less sick of pie, though, I think, at the end of that. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. I have one here from Kate Thompson. That's Katie or Kate94. Well, you said... Ka- anyway. She says, Fighting the urge to purchase an entire new wardrobe. I feel like a whole new person now. My old clothes just aren't me anymore. So when she says wardrobe, she means uh, collection I, of outfits. I got that. Not the contents. I'm such a new person now that this block of wood doesn't say me. If you me. buy a new oaky container for your tattered old rags, it won't make you feel like a better person. No. Unless it's the Narnia cupboard. Yeah, that's the only one that will actually actively change it because your clothes will go from being tattered to being snow, snowy. So if we if we scratch the Narnia cupboard, we're assuming she's talking about clothes. Okay, I kind of get this. Maybe you've got a new job. You're a proper businesswoman, businessman out about town, and you're still walking around in a hoodie. What are you doing to yourself, my dude? Also, put some trousers on. Yeah, come on. It's a big hoodie. Okay, there we let's go. be frank. So I, I do entirely get this. I, I have this about once a year when summer rolls around when I realise, holy shit, I don't own any summer clothes. Mm. I would then go and buy one pair of shorts, wear it all summer, ruin them, and then next year, my God, I don't have any summer clothes. And it just continuously rolls back. But that's quite practical. I think this, this is more of a kind of an outlook sort of thing. Right? True. It might be instead of summer coming around and you putting on your vest and shorts, you might put on like some chinos and an unbuttoned blue shirt kind of fit in with the oxford crowd sort of thing to better fit your station or whatever okay so what we're saying is is there a way we could preempt her changes any way to preempt a change is to make it happen yourself 
Mm. So you've got to you've got to go really hard on a new style ahead of time. But you've got to be able, it's it's a hard it's a hard task because you've got to be you've got to be that confident in this style that you're going with is going to be good enough that other mm. people are going to want to emulate it because then you're ahead of the curve. Are you going for dress for the job you want? Yeah, but they're like taking it to his logical conclusion. Dress for the person you want to end up being in a year. Yeah, not what you feel like now. Yeah. So, you know, you could you could buy a or you could fashion a, a long sleeve T-shirt in which the 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 bicep area is is really like way more fabric than you need, whereas everything else is really tight. If you are hoping to really improve the size of your biceps by the time next year, you go, well, right, I've got to yeah. fill out this arm flap. So you work really hard on that. And then by the time you get to the end of the year, you go, oh, man, that was good. You You, you had it there. And actually... A lot of the time, if you are trying to build up muscle or whatever, you, it's hard to see the progress because you're in your body every day. You don't really see the change from, from week to week. But if you've got that baggy shirt yeah. that's slowly getting tighter, you can be like, yeah, actually. That, something's going on here. Yeah. In see, the same way that if you're losing lots of weight, you put on your old jeans and you're like, damn, there's less of me. <laughs> I can literally fit two of me in Where here. did I go? <laughs> we can apply that to a lot of things. Like, for example, in a year, I'd like to be more tanned. So mm. let's buy clothes now that will preemptively complement that skin colour. Buy clothes now that are the colour of the skin tone you want to get to. So buy a t-shirt that is the colour of a really glorious tan. And then you're trying, you know, when you can't compare between two colour swatches, you're just trying to mm. match your skin tone in tan levels to the same colour of your t-shirt. You want to blend your t-shirt yeah. into your neckline. That is what the tan dudes are doing down at the tan and salon. They're wearing their... They're wearing their, their they're dream wearing tan. Their yeah. Yeah. Is that how tanning culture works? We're not sure. Is there a culture around tanning or is it just, I'm going to go lie in the sun? If there's a culture around tanning, I don't think I could be any further removed from it. <laughs> no. There's three very pale gentlemen. Yeah, that, I'm, the same, I'm, I'm the same colour as my socks and they are not tan. Ah. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so what other motivational, aspirational things can we reflect in wardrobe? Um, you can buy a really big wallet. For all those loyalty cards in, that the, you want. in the hope <laughs> that your money will fill it. Yeah, you buy a really loose wallet rather than the tight wallet you're walking around with now. That sounds inherently sexual, but it's, I, I promise you it isn't. Oh, you got a tight little wallet. Oh, no, no, no. no. Maybe activities. Maybe you start wearing skis. <laughs> Interesting. Because it does force you into it, especially transport. Mm. Like, I start wearing the skateboard everywhere on my feet. Because yeah. I want to learn. I'll have to learn now. You don't see a lot of people wearing skateboards anymore. No, I know. That's, this is the ballsy choice. This mm. is the trend. So you're, you're going to have to start skating, skiing to work, and you'll pick up a knack for it. And by the time you get to that point in your life where you're a skier now, you're already equipped. Yeah, but the trouble is with this system, are we not a bit worried <laughs> that by the time this person gets to being a skier, they already have to preempt the next thing they want to be? Mm. You just you, you just roll with the punches. All we're really doing is the credit card system of like pushing the debt back a month. Exactly. Or forward a month in this case. The problem always persists, but we're just constantly putting it. All right, here's new plan. We create one timeless fashion that fits all people of all outlooks in life. Okay. What is that fashion? Because I feel like saggy sacks is going to be the only possible... Bright white sci-fi jumpsuit. Is that how they got to the jumpsuit? I think that's probably how they got to the jumpsuit. It would make sense because what right-minded individual would put on a latex, spandex, whatever jumpsuit in the future if it were not the only option available? Precisely. We must look back to look forward. What were they doing? So the the jumpsuit and the spandex and the bright colours and stuff has been a future trope from way back as long as, long as 
you know, like the 60s or 70s when people were predicting what sci-fi people would look like. Mm. Uh, so jumpsuits are it. Um, those big, like big, big, like across your entire head reflective glasses. Like we've kind of touched on it with like reflective aviators and like mirrored lenses and stuff. But like just just a big dome, like fishbowl looking thing on top mm. of your head that is just a purely reflective surface. What we seem to be doing here is inventing astronauts. Or Daft Punk. Both cool. Both, yeah. like, both timelessly cool. Yeah. Every kid wants to be an astronaut. Every kid, Every wants, kid to wants to be Daft Punk. Like, two kids did it. Yeah. Two kids got to be Daft Punk. Out of all the kids. <laughs> two, of them were, two of them were it. Two of them were Daft Punk. <laughs> what are you going to be when you grow up, Johnny? I want to be French dance pioneers. Okay, cool. What do you, you want to be? I also want to be French. Okay, you two stick together. Because <laughs> it might you two are weird. Everyone else here wants to be an astronaut. It might be easier for you two to do it. Yeah. When really what they were doing is like, we, we want to be astronauts, but I think there's quite a lot of people trying to do that. Let's just shift it slightly. I like that. Just mm. Well, we got the helmets, but... We have the helmets, but now what? They had overbearing parents who were trying to make them astronauts. <laughs> so their parents got them the helmets. Yeah. And everything else came from their own No, papa! <laughs> <laughs> I want to make music. No, you will wear the helmet and you're going to like it. Nobody cared what beats I was producing until I put on the helmet. <laughs> yeah. To aggressively misquote Batman. Um, the movie, not the character, because it's not Batman that says it in the film. It's Bane, I think. I've never seen this film. I was about to say, you are like confidently quoting a film you've never even watched. Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. It's fascinating in a way because you then get really self-conscious about it and just completely just blow down your house of cards i am the one who knocks uh dirty dancing that one um yeah you can't handle the truth also dirty dancing i am your father that one that 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 one is the parent <laughs> trap most of my quotes come from the parent trap they which can, i also i think i've seen maybe when i was 10 they can take our lives but they'll never take our freedom parent trap yeah parent, also the parent trap yeah it was a very very grandiose term a, for a, a kid a, to be saying it was a very catchphrase heavy film it was now an I think average about it. film but a gold mine for timeless catchphrases like unbelievably yeah. so like hey you look like me me too the parent trap I am become death destroyer of worlds Mr. Bean's holiday um, the only line he says in that film yeah which is bizarre yeah. I mean it's because it was such an interesting homage to the parent trap yeah mm. it's an in, I mean it's, it was but that's the thing like it's way easier to get a catchphrase out of a film that only has one line that is in itself a direct reference to the parent trap yeah because in the parent trap it was I am when they fused at the end yeah it was <laughs> I am become girls destroyer of death yeah yeah you and are then, trapped parents and then in the parent trap too the, the death fought the girls <laughs> And then that's how Bane got born. And that's why, uh, that's when he said, could I be any more Bane? <laughs> and the answer was yes, because in Bane 2, he becomes more Bane, Bane. By the end of Bane 3, Revengeance, he just becomes two small ginger girls again. Yeah, mm. and it's like... Endless loop. The, it's mm. the timeless way to finish a series, is to just imply that it just keeps going. Yeah, and then you actually just keep, in make, you keep on making it, even though... The implications there, it's enough, but they just keep making it because, you know, you just switch out the Bane every couple of years and then yeah. switch out the girls every couple of years and then you just keep going forever. And John Williams wrote the whole soundtrack for that, actually, as far as I remember. I thought John Cage wrote the soundtrack. Um, well, they yeah. collaborated, I think. Yeah. John they, Williams did all the music. And John Cage got rid of all the music. <laughs> <laughs> but to come back to our initial point of jumpsuits. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah a wardrobe. <laughs> so... There's been a lot of talk in tech at the moment. Every new product is trying to be the future today. Like Alexa, all these other Google... 
But it never feels like the future no. because it doesn't look like the future. Exactly. We've been told what the future looked like for about 50 years. But if we come up with the, the 60s to 80s vibe of, look, jumpsuits, we can say the future is today. And people will be like, yeah, this does feel and look like the future. Yeah, this is so what I, I was promised. I guess it's the future. Let's jumpsuit up and we'll enter a completely egalitarian, unique society where we all live in space and have no worries. I think I think that's the thing. If we bring the jumpsuits, the utopia will follow. Mm. It yeah, has that, to. That is the catchphrase from uh, <laughs> Jumanji, I think. Yeah, nobody cared who I was until I put on the jumpsuit. Um, and then if you put on the jumpsuit, then the future will follow. will follow. Yeah. Yeah. Now, follow me. We're going to go get Braveheart. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus <laughs> featuring Buzz Aldrin. The first, the first astronaut. From Toy Story. Yeah, otherwise known as Daft Punk's dad. <laughs> Listen, Fred Aldrin, you'll never be like your father. <laughs> you're like, Just two weird little music men. <laughs> yeah, you're not half the man your dad was. <laughs> you think you're going to be the first man to play a synth on the moon? No, Fred. Who was the first man to play a synth on the moon? Um, Is that slot still available? And can we see? Can we set up a GoFundMe to send one of us to space with a synth? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right, there's your call to action for this week, everybody. Start Set up a go, GoFundMe, choose one of us. We want to go to space. We want to go space to make sure we're the first men to play Jerk It Out uh, on a synthesizer we on the moon. three <laughs> GoFundMes, one for each of us. Which one of us go space? Oh, no, don't, don't make it competitive. Which one of us go space? <laughs> Which one of us go space? First World Solutions, who goes space? <laughs> <laughs> And that's that. Uh, yeah, so the jumpsuit's coming, so don't worry about your wardrobe. It's all good. Oscar? Hello. Okay, this one is a three-parter problem. It's oh, my three, gosh. It's three mini-problems, which I think is um, it's a good grounds for us to like try and tackle them all. Uh, independently? Independently, yeah. Okay. Okay, Okay. wait, so we're going to zone defense this and each of us take one of these problems? Yeah, just because they're not huge. But they're, they're all like very minor first-world problems, all first-world problems themselves. But mm. I feel like we, if we, you know, split up to search for clues, okay. then yeah. we can we can easily, we can more easily come to a conclusion. Okay. So this one comes from SB, that's Sasha So Sweet on Twitter, who says, Can't find a party dress, my Halloween costume won't go past my thighs, and my computer won't turn on. So that's three there. Well, okay. I don't think those problems are linked. I think she's I, just listing three. Hmm. Hmm. Who wants what? I'll take the thighs. I'll take the Halloween costume. Okay, I've got the computer won't turn on. That's fine. Okay, Joel, hit us with what you got. Um, what I'm thinking is, if you can't get your costume past your thighs, you need to reinvent your costume. People always talk about the dangers of children drowning in two inches of water. So maybe your costume is just a puddle, a shallow puddle. What, so you become water? Just, mm, just dipped in water up to the thigh. Just leg wet. That's my costume. Hi, I'm leg wet. Yes. <laughs> your favourite guy, That's leg gonna, wet. It's going to take a lot of like maintenance throughout the night because your legs will dry out if you're going to like a party or something like that. So you've got to have with you like a bucket that you can step into <laughs> up to your thighs. You can just reapply the water every couple of hours or so. It's like, look, leg wet. Leg it's wet. the return of leg wet. <laughs> leg wet, the legged thing. Yeah, when your leg dries, you leave the party and come back as leg wet too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the sequel to Jaws, I guess. Yeah. It's not the sequel to Leg Wet, weirdly. No. Interesting. It came before Leg Wet. Yeah. Leg Wet 2, the prequel. Yeah. Everyone loves prequels. Leg Wet? Yeah, Leg Wet. For the Halloween costume. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so mine was the dress. Can't find she a party can't, dress. She can't find a party dress. Tell you what, here's what you do, right? Get a bucket of water. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, go ahead and stand in it, um, and then all your problems will melt away because you realise that your legs are wet. Can't go to the can't yeah. go to the party. You got that's le- got wet legs. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I can't make it to the party. I have I've got le- wet legs. But Halloween was months ago. I know, but you know, what <laughs> I you developed a taste for it. What, what are you going to do? Oh, she's she's you never see her anymore. Ever since she you know dipped her toe in for Halloween, <laughs> it's uh, it's been taken over our lives. Well, maybe it's not Halloween yet. Maybe she's getting into the costume by method acting leg wet. Oh, she's prepping. She's yeah. prepping. So, look, you can't go to a party having just splashed something on your leg. You need no. to be, like, wizened and... It's, like, it's it's a wet leg. Like, it's, it's been brewing for a while, like, sopping. marinating. It's... Yeah, it's a sopping leg. Oh, horrible. It's like syrup. Exactly. So, you, it's she like can't... a dry wet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a dry wet. Oh, oh. It's a real dry wet, this one. <laughs> oh, God. Like sandpaper. The whole day's written off. Exactly. She can't go anywhere, and it doesn't matter. She can't find a nice dress because all her plans have been cancelled. She didn't yeah. realise this when she was thought, when she agreed. Oh yeah, no, I'll come out with you guys. That's fine. I do have to get my leg wet practice in though. But then I'll just find a dress and I'll be fine. Mm. But then time, she ho- time really gets away from you when you when you've got leg wet. Exactly. You, yeah. you, she hopped in. Then it was eight thirty, and suddenly, oh, that problem doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Mm. I've got leg wet till six, and then I got to go to bed because I got to get up early to start leg wet. Yeah. It's a system. You miss one day. That's all it takes. You've yeah. got, you're right, right back to square one. Don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. Yeah. No. Big commitment, but it's a uh, high risk, high reward. Yeah. So Oscar, which problem were you fixing? Uh, her computer won't turn on. Interesting. You've got to fix for that. She put it in the bucket. I mean, it's a pretty simple, like, you, uh, she, she called a technician out, comes all the way over, takes one look and goes, it's not meant to be in there. Come on, love. It's not meant to be, you're meant to be in there. <laughs> what are you wasting yeah. time talking to me for? You're supposed to be in there. Computer goes on the side. I think obviously the leg wet process, you said like, what, six to eight? It's a long time to, yeah. a long time to, uh, that's six a.m to 8pm yeah 14 hours it's a 14 hour cycle so you need to have some kind of light entertainment which Mm. you can do whilst you're standing so she had a computer set up on the side but it's one of those things because it starts at 6am it's quite an early task um Sometimes she gets a bit confused. You're not really firing at all cylinders that time of the morning. And often no. she hasn't got time to do breakfast first. So one of the days she actually put the computer into the bucket and then sat on the counter for 14 hours before realizing actually she'd gone it the wrong way around. So my advice would be the computer won't turn on, take it out of the bucket, get in the bucket, put the computer in a separate bucket that does not have water and it has rice in it, let the computer dry out. Mm. And then given, given an amount of time, um, it will or at least should turn back on again. Yeah. From now on, though, we are going to have to enact a no technology during leg wet hours. I mean, it, it just feels like she's not very committed. You know, sit no, there and no. focus. I mean, Maybe this is a book, a good old fashioned book. Yeah. But that's one of the worst things to get wet if you do mix up, you know. True. Mm. A ball? Yeah. Yeah. One bouncy ball. Oh, ball in a cup. Perfect. Ball, ball, ball in a bucket. It's, ball, the, it's the same thing. Ball in a bucket. You just get one. It's in the bucket, and then it just sinks to the bottom, and you go, "Oh, that wasn't very much fun." <laughs> that was my game. I burned bur- bur- that one pretty quickly. Did well, I win? Well. What time is it? Six oh five. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it drew out as long as I could, to be honest. Man, people better get this costume. Yeah, I only did. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. Turns out, not as high concept as I would have liked. <laughs> Because people can't really see the, the hours and hours and hours and hours you put into it ahead of it. They just kind of go, what are you supposed to be again? Like, oh, for fuck's sake. Hey, have, you, have you pissed yourself? No, I'm leg wet. Look, leg wet. The, cro- the dangers. <laughs> the crotch is dry. The legs are wet. The dangers of leg wet. It's not high concept. It's thigh concept, but it only comes up to your knees. Look, <laughs> I didn't spend three months <laughs> in a bucket with nary a motive, intelligent, engaging distraction. To be lectured by or should you, I say yeah. lectured <laughs> by you whose colours 
sexy cat for Halloween. Oh, how original. Oh, I'm so scared. How many fucking leg wet? How, <laughs> how many Get hours? Get on my level. How many hours have you spent as a sexy cat prior to this evening? None. Yeah. Of how, course not. How many walls have you licked? Fucking none. I thought not. What kind of cat are you? How uh, much milk have you drunk from the floor? <laughs> you make me sick. <laughs> You disgust me. Here I am, the embodiment of leg wet, and you just rock up with some whiskers on your face. I'll see you at home. (laughs) (laughs) So, really, the thing we're we're peddling here is that you might feel like you have lots of different problems in your life, but usually there is one solution. Exactly. And you just haven't found it yet. It's like, think about Venn diagrams. Like, people will come around and I want to watch an action movie. I want to watch a comedy movie. I want to watch a horror movie. There will be a movie that satisfies all those people. Yeah, shoot them up. You might think, oh, we need to watch three films in order to make everyone happy. That's your three solutions. No, there's a much more elegant one, which is shoot them up. Yeah. <laughs> What's the horror element of that? It's horrendously bad. <laughs> yes. It's horrendously bad. Wait, it's, it's po- funny how bad it is. And it's thrilling how bad it is. <laughs> It's got, I'm, it's, I'm getting a vicarious thrill on how, what a train wreck this actually, is. Actually, no. The horror element is the close-ups of Paul Giamatti's face. Ah, uh, Paul. He's a wonderful guy, just not visually. <laughs> <laughs> Great dude. Wonderful actor. Bad sight. Bad eye feel on bad Paul Giamatti. That's a, that is a bad eye feel on that guy. Um, so yeah, make sure, before you worry about how many problems you have, that you haven't missed a simple solution to all three, such as leg wet. Mm. Because it's not always leg wet. We're not out here saying that the only way to fix any of your problems is leg wet. Oh no, it might have seemed like that because we dove way in on leg wet. But it's actually just an example of a catch-all that does exist for every perceived completely unrelated problem. Yeah. So we'll move on now to our Horsemelon Symposium segment where we each say a word, shout it out loud, speak it quietly, whatever you feel. Whisper it Whisper it delicately into our ears and piss off the... uh, Asthma crowd. What? No, asthma, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant asthma. No, asthma. What? How, have there been any videos of people softly wheezing? <laughs> There's a joke there for a better comedian. Um, <laughs> we're just going to say a word out. It's <clears throat> going to be from top of our heads. We haven't pre-planned this, but we're going to make a thing and we're going we're gonna to try and sell it or at least pitch it to ourselves and let's see what happens. Love okay. it. Okay. Three, two, one, star. Pogo hat. So this is my Pogo Star hat. Um, it's branded. Uh, if you've ever tried to join the Pogo community, I don't know if you, you you've seen people do like extreme BMX, extreme yeah. skateboarding. Mm. Extreme Pogo is a thing. Oh, hundred percent. It's also quite insular and quite based on image, from what I understand. Yeah, so yeah. Pogo Star is one of the kind of up and coming brands of the Pogo community. In the same way that you got like Tony Hawk, or you've got like the BMX guy, whatever his name is, Matt. Matt, Matt someone. Just Matt. Just Matt. Matt like Bike. Cher. Matt Wheels. <laughs> Hi, I'm Matt Wheels. No, it's Matt. It's it's, uh, it's it's Matt. His middle name is uh, Norman. It's Matt N Bike. Matt N Bike. Mm. Matt yeah. N Bike. That's um, a, that last name Bike. First name Matt. But for Pogo, there is Pogo Star, and they're still just getting started, so they haven't been able to print T-shirts and jeans and shoes. But they've <laughs> they've started with hats. Yeah, they're, they're, their approach is they looked at the human body and went, "We start at the top and work our way down." Mm. So by the time like shoes are the apex, they're like the big ticket item. They think we're still running on dial-up. You know how pictures used to load slowly from top to bottom? Yeah. yeah. 
they're hoping that they can finish their product line before the pitcher loads. Well, and that's the thing. Pogo as a concept is still very much stuck in the age of dial-up and like, yeah. it's, 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 it's trying to shake off its, its outdated image because there was a huge um, initial burst of Pogo when it came onto the scene back in the day mm. and it kind of fizzled out a bit. So this Pogo star is trying to like re, uh, reignite the fire of bouncing up and down the stick but they are still doing so with a 90s, early 2000s attitude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, so, I don't think that was ever in question. No, so no, you're no. saying Pogo was kind of going downhill for a while, Yeah, but it, now it's shooting back up it's again. It's bouncing back, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the time is right. Like, we, we have a lot of nostalgia for, like, late 90s, early 2000s trends. Yeah, man, like but, Kangol hats, bucket oh, hats. Soaping. Soaping's... So, hang on. Soaping's coming back. Well, if Pogo can come back with Pogo Star, I think soaping one, is the next area they need yeah, to move to. One challenge at a time, but you know I'm, I'm ready for it. Oh, I'm yeah. there. I'm, I'm right there for it. That's what the is thing. soaping? I, we've talked about soaping before. I think we might have done. done. Basically, they were shoes, not unlike clogs, that had just a metal section uh, oh, on the, the balls of your plates. feet. So yeah, you could yeah, just yeah. grind with your shoes on. Mm. That's cool, man. Is okay, it? who knows it? My Heelys had those. Is it as cool as pogoing? No, of no, course not. No, so no. back to the matter at hand. Pogo, pogo star hats. What do they look like? Um, I mean, it's got to be fedora shaped. See, I was thinking like a a star from the top down. It's oh. it's it's, it's um, <laughs> with five pogo sticks on it. <laughs> it's a midpoint between because um, the, the 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 big thing they want to make sure everyone knows is that they are pro safety with <laughs> pogo style but like they didn't want to just release a helmet because they want something that you can seamlessly integrate from everyday life wearing as a hat yeah and you can just jump onto your pogo stick and just get pogo in without the need to take off your hat put on a helmet which is separate so it doubles mm. as a protective item for your head famously the thing most at risk when pogoing yeah uh but it also is you know fashionable so, as Joel said, it's uh, shaped like a star with like five pogo sticks mm. coming out the top, each of which is fully functional. So if your head does come into contact with the floor, it just bounces your head right back off again. So you're thinking horizontal, so perpendicular to the floor. It's like a crown. Like a crown, but like going outwards. Yeah. So if you fall, don't worry, you'll, you'll just bounce right back. Because obviously the, on the main pogo stick itself, there's only the bouncing bit on the bottom. Mm. So if you tilt over a bit too much to the side, otherwise, normally you would just not bounce, just smack straight yeah. into the ground. And that's a pogo no-go. True. Now, I mean, I was really fascinated seeing the way they evolved their product line because they had the Pogo Star Classic, mm. which was this wonderful star-based hat. Mm. They also then went for the Pogo Star Balance, which each point was a pogo stick going down to the floor. So if you were on your pogo, you would always have extra bouncing facilities from your hat. Yeah. You had to discard your main pogo and then kind of curl up into a ball. And then you're suspended by your head and bouncing straight down like some sort of horrific monstrosity of a mobile for children. A fairly, fairly Resident Evil kind of like... Yeah. It's, it is very body horror, but I tell you what, it was a big hit with the kind of extreme skater crowd who really started to... Get on, get on board with the uh, with the trick scene. Like there was a mm. lot of stuff you could do with this stuff. Yeah, I mean the biggest and best trick was um, going for more than thirty seconds without concussion or breaking something. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Neck if damage was a, a real a real concern, which is why the Pogo Star brace as a kind of preemptive but also recovery portion. Yeah, it's 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 again they really like you know made sure to the, the emphasis was always on you know function but also fashion. Mm. They wanted to make sure it looked cool, but then also helped out. That's why they um uh, made the the neck brace 
like uh, one of those chokers with studs going out of it mm. um, because it was thick enough that you'll, you know, keep your, your head upright, but also it had the studs on to make everyone know that you were extreme and still cool. Um, main problem with this was, though, is that they put the studs on the wrong side. I did see the 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 watchdog episode about that. Yeah, it was nasty. Mm. Which was fine, but they were attached to the springs of the pogo. Yeah. So when you bounced, there was quite a lot of pressure. Because that's the thing. When we just walking around with it, sweet, no, no, no worries. If you were just wearing it as a choker, not a problem. But as soon as you clipped it into the main spring, yeah. Some worries. Some worries. Some worries. At least one. So um, there's, there's a lot of pogo star scars around. Mm. Mm. Which... So much so that they've kind of almost started a gang, uh, from what I understand. Like, there's a mm. whole subculture there that I was reading about in um, uh, Pogo. Mm. Oh, wait, no. Were you reading about in Pogo or Pogo Monthly? Actually, no. I think it might have been Jump. Is that Jump with two Ps or one P? Uh, two Ps and a Z. Oh. You just don't pronounce the Z, Science obviously. Z. No, 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 of course, that. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of... They're, they're really limited on the vernacular they can use to for, for Pogo-based stuff. So mm. a lot of the magazines, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, I mean, I'm really glad Pole went out of business. Oh, no, no, no. They just rebranded. Yeah, oh, what they're too? bounced now. They're, well, no, no, no. They're, they're still called Pole, but they, they do strip pole stuff now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. They pivoted. They pivoted because they they, they knew that they basically sold the rights to the name. What's interesting is how much of the subculture, like you've said about Paul Magazine, are desperate to get out of the subculture of Pogo sticking. Yeah, I, it's almost as if it has some kind of bad rep. Yeah. Is there any way we could improve the rep of Pogo Star Hats? Um, I think, is there something we could do to bring this back? I think all we need is a, is is an, is an effective celebrity endorsement. Mm. I mean, we've spoken about him before, but who else embodies the spirit of mid-90s Pogo Edge than Guy Fieri? You know he's still extreme Pogo in. You know he'd still be game. That, that, that body didn't happen by accident. Mm. <laughs> that is a body that quit, but then it immediately <laughs> started again. <laughs> I'd like to do kind of a tag team with him and Paul Hollywood, I think. Oh, I can see that working. Because they're like, he can play they straight are man so similar in a lot of ways. Mm. Mainly hair, but so different in character. Okay, so the advert can be a gingham table. It pans up and Paul Hollywood turns around and sedately removes some fresh bread from the oven. Mm. The camera quick pans. Rock music immediately starts playing with Guy Fieri holding a basket of chicken wings on a pogo stick, screaming. Yeah, yeah. He's not bouncing. <laughs> and then it cuts back to Paul Hollywood and the music cuts out and he's just kind of staring slack-jawed at Guy Fieri and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then it cut back to Guy Fieri and the music starts up but it's less enthused this time and Guy's starting to slow down on the pogo stick and he's like, bouncing my dude, it's what I do. And then it pans back to Paul Hollywood, music cuts out again, record scratch, obviously. Yep. And he's like, well, don't do it. This is the tent. There's a competition this is going the tent. on. There are rules. And then it kind of pans back. The metal music gets to its loudest point. Mm. He jumps as high as he's ever jumped and just yells, no rules, just right. And then he falls off his pogo stick and it cuts to the next, it cuts to black. And then yep. the next scene is just him in the pogo star neck brace. And sponsored with, by Pogostar. With his chicken wings. With his chicken wings in one hand and, and his regrets in the other. And he, and he looks and says, look, didn't lose a single wing. And that's the that can be the catchphrase. Didn't lose a, a single, single wing, wing. Pogostar. Asterisk may lose some limbs. <laughs> <clears throat> may lose limb, motor function, but those wings will remain rock solid. The wings will remain is I, the Pogostar. I do quite like that. Didn't lose a single wing. Retention of wings, not guaranteed. Retention of other things, not guaranteed. Not guaranteed. Wings guaranteed, definitely. Mm. So Pogo Star hats, that's, that's that. That happened. 
So that was our Horsemelon Symposium for this week. Pogo Star Hat, the subculture brand that is just getting started, but with the right white spiky haired duo, could hit the mainstream. Could and should. Could and should and won't hit the mainstream. Are you happy, America? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to close out the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. We have been First World Solutions. If you like what you heard, that's awesome. We got some links for you to share about with your friends. We got iTunes, we got SoundCloud, we got Spotify. That's right, we got Spotify. Did I say we got Spotify? Because we got Spotify. What do we have? Spotify. When do we have it? Now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how announcing works. I can't tell you we've got something if we don't have it. Because we do have it because we got Spotify. We're on Spotify, my dudes. But get those links, copy them. We've got them all down in the comments or whatever platform you're on. Share it around with your friends. Find out how to do it yourself if we can't do it for you. Uh, but get to it. If you have any of your own problems, questions or just general issues that fit into the first world that you feel we would be a good uh, a good fit to fix in. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, we're at FWScast, or you can find us on Facebook as First World Solutions, or you can email us directly at FWScast at gmail.com. Uh, we check all of those for the show every week. Uh, so if you have any burning questions that you'd love to hear on the show, do it. There's nothing stopping you. You can do it. And we can uh, do our very best to try and fix them up for you. So yeah, get in touch. iTunes. Reviews ratings they're things that you should do on their platform that i previously mentioned if you're listening there why not tell us why you like us and why this was the best call to action you've ever heard call to action number two we got spotify now like we've mentioned a lot so just share the link uh the follow link that's the thing you can do this was a disaster click follow and give that link to somebody else because then they can follow us too and that's going to be a wonderful way for us to grow as a podcast Every time you click follow, a Fieri gets his wings. Yes. You proud of that? No, because <laughs> in the middle of it, I realised it was different to what I was trying to say. But Every time you click follow, a Fieri retains his wings. Because Fieri's produce their own wings. They have a gland. Um, <laughs> milk the Fieri <laughs> gland and but click they, follow. They often um, lose them through no fault of their own. It's, it's a tragic story, but if you like us and you subscribe to us and you share that around then that won't happen save a fieri save his wings first world solutions i've been joel i've been oscar i've been tom no problems no problem, no problem.